0: What's up everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we are back at it after a little tiny break. You guys don't know it, but we do, and we needed it. Uh, Luckily, we had some backlogged uh, episodes that we were able to put out there. Uh, But here we go. We got we got a new one uh, that I'm kind of excited for because I've wanted to talk about uh, the Black Plague, the bubonic plague, for quite a while now. Uh, Haven't really thought about how we are going to talk about it and how it relates to the paranormal. But really, there have been uh, a lot of myths surrounding the Black Plague, uh, both in terms of the plague itself, as well as some myths that were kind of born of it or or like legends and things like that. Uh, now, one thing that is is just common knowledge is how horrible the Black Plague was. Uh, it was a pandemic, uh, you know, that took place, uh, was it back in the 1600s, <clears throat> and I see 14th century. You see 14th century. Okay. In Norway. So that... there have been, you know, there, there there was not a lot of research available back then as to what exactly the Black Plague was. And it actually wasn't until 1894 in which the bacteria was actually identified. Uh, and now, obviously, with a co- uh, current knowledge and science were able to not only uh, clue in as to what that black plague was, but what caused it, or at least an idea of what caused it. There's still speculation. The most common theory is that it was caused by, well, it was actually caused by rats and by cats because the cats would kill the rats and the rats would, uh, or the cats would sometimes spread it. But there's actually a myth. We actually dis- uh, not as much a myth, but a truth that we had discussed a while back. And it was during the time, like right before the plague that a majority of the cats were actually killed uh, due to being believed as uh, of them being a uh, uh, familiars for witches. They're considered bad luck. And so a lot of uh, cats in Europe were actually killed in, horrible ways. And right after they killed all these cats, the plague started. And there's theory or speculation that the reason the plague started is because the cats weren't around to kill the rats that were then starting to spread the diseases. Uh, So whether or not that's officially true, I don't know. But I have seen it multiple times in the research uh, that that is at least one reason why the plague did eventually grab hold. And believe it or not, the Black Plague still exists today. There has been a couple of people, even right here in the U.S. over recent years, uh, who have gotten it. Uh, Of course, they survived because medicine is way better nowadays than they were back in the 14th century.
1: I think since COVID hit, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it it, it started before COVID even, but there were like one or two during uh, the COVID outbreak that they found thinking it was COVID only to realize it was the Black Plague.
1: Yeah, and could you imagine after everything we went through with COVID and then we somehow had a Black Plague outbreak? That would be horrible. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the the Black Plague is something that um, a lot of people don't realize that there is an association with vampires. Um, There was actually an interesting myth that I came across that I had never heard about before and it goes back to Norway. Um, But I was going to let you kind of tell some of your stuff first before I got into mine.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of what I have is revolves around uh, the black plague, the myths of the black plague or what people believed at the time, or even currently believe regarding it. Uh, One of the most popular there is, is the plague doctors. I mean, do you, how much do you actually know about the plague doctors? back then.
1: Um, I know that the masks were used as a way to deter the black plague. They would stuff the, the nose full of flowers and spices that were supposed to deter quote unquote, the black plague. Um, I know that, uh, they were, um, I, I think the plague doctor has been um uh, mythologized since the black plague because they play a part in steampunk stories um the the popular game Assassin's Creed had plague doctors in them not as uh um murderers or anything but they they were doc- they were truly doctors um but nothing like fiction has made them out to be they were looking for a cure
0: yeah i mean the doctors were just that doctors and nowadays they've been used the masks especially or the get up has been used a lot in horror films and thrillers because they were scary looking things but as they you said are, yeah. uh, the <laughs> yeah. beaks were, were often stuffed with flowers believed to filter out the bacteria that would possibly spread uh, there were little slits in the masks right underneath the nose uh, that would allow air in and then that air would pass through these flowers supposedly and be filtered out whether or not that's true I don't know I didn't come across any particular research that stated these that any of the doctors got sick but who right. knows uh, they also had, you know, leather overalls, hats, gloves, long coats, breeches. Uh, this was early PPE. Uh, and, you know, these were things that actually were very effective at keeping various types of fluids, uh, human fluids, bodily fluids, blood, uh, sweat, all that kind of stuff that would potentially uh, transfer the bacteria to the doctors. So their get up was very much, uh, uh, yeah, creepy in, in terms of how it looked, but very effective over overall in protecting the doctors themselves as they mm-hmm. tried to help people. Now it's really interesting I, I said that the bacteria wasn't identified until 1894. Before that, people still believed that this was an act of God, which it may or may not have been uh, or of the devil. Believing that the Black Plague you know, went through and killed all the non-believers and those who were considered, quote-unquote, evil, and hence giving the Christians at the time uh, the benefit or the idea and belief that they were saved. Now, of course, it's limited because there are plenty of Christian people who died during it as well, but that is to say that those people must not have been fully of faith and therefore weren't true Christians kind of messed up uh right but you know Um, there is actually a a uh what is it apollo the god apollo was known as the bringer mm -hmm. of plagues uh hence the roman uh, adoption of his son i think it's you'd probably know this As asculapius Mm-hmm. Maybe is yep. how it's spelled, pronounced, uh, which is their God, which was their God of medicine during the outbreak. So they would often pray to this particular Roman God. Uh, That's where the two help. snakes
1: came from for the, the medicine. Yes. Right. 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 Yep.
0: Uh, <clears throat> now, beyond that, there were, of course, a, a number of cures supposedly created to try to f- combat the Black Plague. Now, Joshua J. Mark explains that because no one knew what what had caused the plague, no one could actually cure it or know how to cure it. Uh, That, of course, didn't stop people from trying. And there were a great range of potions and pastes available, uh, while others, of course, turned to practices such as bloodletting or burning incense. Now, we all know the effect of burning incense in the spiritual sense. But there's also a physical aspect to it, believing that there are certain incenses that can kind of cleanse the body, uh, both internally and externally, if you were to breathe it in. Now, one of the most famous potions was called Four Thieves Vinegar. It contained a range of spices, including, but not limited to, wormwood, sage, rosemary, and clove. These were added to a base of either wine or cider vinegar. Now, thieves believed it made them immune to the plague so they could rob graves or even the homes of those affected by the plague. Now, of course, if you're a thief who thinks this person is going to help and you're robbing the graves of the people who died from the plague, what do you think is going to happen to these thieves? Uh, The majority of them ended up probably dead.
1: Something I was uh, going to ask you. Yeah, um, go ahead. Have you ever seen some of the original uh, plague doctor masks? Yeah, just that image alone scares the crap out of me. Because the, the ones that you see in fiction today are, for lack of a better word, they're sexy. They're they're not like horrific in the sense that the the original masks were.
0: Well, new materials and better ways of creating them. Back then, they had to be stitched together with probably cow leather or something. You know, just go kill that cow in the field and slap it on your face. (laughs) Is this leather face? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, Jane Mercer notes the tendency to lance... Uh, the buboes is, I believe, is how it's pronounced. Is what it's called. Uh, basically, cutting open the swellings that would occur from uh, to people who who attracted uh, the plague. Uh, this was basically to allow the disease to leave the body, believing that it would, you know, bleed out. The disease in some way. Uh, it's one of those magical cures. Uh, it sounds like it may not be the worst idea since it would allow pus, of course, and other foods to leave the body. Those can, of course, become very uh, infected. So it's good to, to, to kind of bleed out the pus. Uh, but the trouble was that the next part of the instructions advised people to mix white lily root, tree resin, and dried human excrement. Gross. That's just to just <laughs> the disease by adding more disease. Uh, and that this paste would then be applied to any cuts. So you're basically letting out the germans in the pus and then introducing new ones th- through the dried feces. Makes no sense whatsoever. But, you know, back then yeah, people were stupid. Gross. Yeah, I mean, people are still stupid, but I guess well. they're extra stupid in, in some manner or just stupid different, I guess.
1: Knowledge is power though. So eventually we get a little bit of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So did, did any of those actually work? Any of those cures? No, no, there's no evidence one way or another supporting the, the, you know, these cures, what did actually work is the same thing that we have been dealing with the last three years. Uh, And that is of course, quarantine and isolation, which were the only practices that did anything useful whatsoever. Uh, The effectiveness effectiveness of quarantine was spotted in 1348 when Ragusa uh, made incoming ships wait for 30 days in isolation. The practice extended to 40 days under the law of quarantino, uh, which was 40 days, which gives English its word quarantine. So the word quarantino was officially used uh, back in the 1300s for this. So, yeah, crazy. Hmm. Uh I now I know you had mentioned Pesta prior mm-hmm. to to going on here, so I'm gonna let you go ahead and talk about Pesta here so that I don't cover it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so this is uh an article that I found on talknorway.no. And it uh is interesting because just like everything else, um, and I was actually just talking to Shelly about this before we started recording that Humans, even to this day, want to give a face to something that's so ridiculous or horrific. Um, but pesta is actually the Norwegian word for the Black Plague. Now, during the uh, 1349, the Black Plague ravaged Norway. Uh, close to 60% of the population died, uh, which is biblical proportion type disaster type stuff. I don't know the the full story about why Pesta came about, um, but other than people trying to to give a face to something that was just horrific, uh, kind of like a witch or a demon, um, but folklore and old folk tales often depicted the plague in the shape of an ashen faced old woman. Her name was Pesta, uh, which I said, like I said, was the name. the Norwegian word, for the pandemic. Uh, She dressed in a red skirt and brought brought terror to all who saw her. Uh, The dreaded creature traveled from community to community with a broomstick and a rake. If you came upon Pesta with her rake, then you knew that she would spare some of your people. If she was carrying sweeping with the broomstick, then everybody was going to die. Um, Pesta wiped out whole communities, People died in their beds or on the paths walking through the landscape. Children were left orphaned and alone, which is interesting because children, I believe, were not as affected by the Black Plague, similar to what they were saying COVID was at first. Initially. Um, mm-hmm. Initially, yeah, yep. The um, Disease worked with such speed that people often were unable to free their livestock from the stables and the sheds without food and care the animals soon, of course, Died of thirst and hunger. Uh, before long, the last man or woman was gone, and everything was still. Years passed, and Mother Nature reclaimed the buildings and the fields, the warm shelter, and the livelihood that people had labored and struggled so hard for—all gone. So there's a, a painting in this uh, article that is really freaking disturbing, and it's. I guess what you would think a witch would look like um, back then. But there's also a legend uh, that she traveled by by boat. Uh, and this is the, the legend. One day, Pesta came to a lake and called out for the boatman to take her across. She wore a blue skirt this time, and at first, the man did not recognize her. Gradually, it dawned on him who was there with him in the boat he pleaded with her to spare his life if she did he would let her good deed be the payment for the boat journey pesta conferred with a large book she had in her lap and then answered quietly i cannot spare your life but i can make your death an easy one when the man returned home he was as tired as he had ever been before he stumbled to his bed and moments later he was gone um, there's also a legend about the Jostel Church, um, the, the grouse of J- Jostel Church. In the depths of the region of Sone in Western Norway, high in the mountains, you will find the Valley of Jostadel. As the plague came closer, many of the rich and powerful fled this remote valley, hoping to escape Peston or Broomstick. When they had settled, they allowed no one else to enter but in order to communicate with the outside world, people could leave letters under a rock at the entrance of the valley. This rock is named the Letterstone to this very day, but no matter how hard they tried to keep Pesta out, she found her way in, and except for one young girl, they all died. Sometime later, some of the abandoned domestic animals from Jostadal appeared in a neighboring valley. Not knowing what had happened, the people there set out to investigate. And when they arrived, they moved from house to house, but found no one alive. As they prepared to return home, they spotted the young girl. They called out to her, but she was like a wild animal, and she ran off into the forest and disappeared. The people discussed amongst themselves and agreed that it was their duty to save her. It took them a long time to track her down. She was scared and confused, and she reminded them of a local bird, the grouse. And that was the name they gave her, the grouse of Jostadal. They brought the girl back to their own community, and they treated her well for many years. The valley of Jostadal was abandoned. But as time went by, new people rediscovered the valley, looking for a place to settle. Derelict farmhouses and overgrown fields were mended and cleared. When the grouse of Jostadal was older, she found love in her childhood valley and married there. As the tale goes, she stayed on in Jostadal for the rest of her life and left a large and respected family line behind. Uh, And there's, I mean, there's two other legends here really quick. Uh, The Jostadal Church, years later, uh, a a new church went up in the Jostadal Valley, and the people chose to erect it on a flat spot close to the old vicarage. But every morning they found the work from the day before undone, and the building materials moved to a small hill close by. This happened over and over again. In the end, they gave up and decided to build the church on the the that very hill, and as soon as they started digging in the ground, as if someone had been leading them, they found the bell from the old church. The tale says that this bell is the Jostadal church, even today. And the last one a sleeping house covered by the forest. More than 100 years after the Black Death, in a different part of the country, a bear hunter completely lost his way one day when out hunting in a vast forest. He desperately looked for smoke from a fire. Or any other sign of a fellow human being. The day was almost over and he had given up hope of finding warm shelter for the night. But suddenly suddenly he saw several buildings almost hidden by the forest surrounded by trees more than a hundred years old. Like a haunted place it was and the hunter reluctantly went closer. First, he entered the main cottage. By the fireplace, he found a rusty pot. On the benches, some rotting yarn. And on the wall, a bow and arrows. A thick layer of dust covered it all. He jumped back as he walked over to a bed in the corner. Old human bones screamed at him and told the tale of what happened here all those years ago. Pesta had paid a visit with her broomstick and the world had stopped. Slowly, he walked through the other buildings on the old farm. Everything was there, just like people had left it. The man decided there, and then that he could that he would claim what he had found and start a new life in this thick and mysterious forest. He buried the bones, and very soon the old place came alive once again. He stood on the shoulders of the dead and continued what they had started and worked so hard for so interesting that there are leg- like really good legends that come from a very horrible incident in our history. Um, and that, like I said before, interestingly enough, humans were trying to give a face to something that they couldn't explain.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, and, and that's something that I think is, is still common today people trying right. to give excuses. Uh, you know, one thing in this article that I'm, that I'm using, uh, which by the way is iccedgwick.com, uh, You know, at at the end, it was saying that basically uh, what people used uh, back then uh, was was a lot of supernatural mythology. People believed in all these supernatural remedies. They believed in, uh, you know, supernatural circumstances that caused it, stuff like that. Whereas today, I say we, but people today generally use conspiracy theory. Uh, Hmm. so we kind of jump from the supernatural to conspiracy, which is very prominent uh, as you and I know, uh, both within, uh, not just the paranormal world, but just within media in general, uh, the news networks, the, you know, the, the television movies, everything, uh, just, just. It's crazy. And, and yeah. what we're seeing is the same thing happening now that happened back then, just with a slight twist. People are like, Oh, we don't believe in the supernatural, but I believe in these other fake things that are just ridiculous. Uh, And of course not to make anything political, but obviously uh the president we had prior to our recent one was probably the King of conspiracy theory when it came to trying to combat the, uh, you know the pandemic uh, of our time that is covid yeah. uh so you know it, it's it, it's interesting because it's something we see time and time again throughout all of our research uh and just within history nothing really changes it's just all repetition people don't change they just repeat the past they just do it in a different way uh you know different beliefs different circumstances different paths But it's all the same when you connect the dots, uh, which is really just messed up because people clearly don't learn from their mistakes. Uh, So one thing I do want to cover, which I know we've talked about here on Paratruth Radio. And, you know, back then it was more of a this is the belief. This is what we've learned. But it is Paratruth Radio. So it's time to uncover some truth here because I did come across something that I was a little disappointed in. It's like, darn it, it made it. It was, it just made it that much more creepy and cool because I we used to play, I used to play it a lot as a kid, I'm sure you did too. Uh, but unfortunately, it, it looks like the truth has found us, and that is the theory behind Ring Around the Rosie. Uh, there was a or is a a, a deep belief that Ring Around Rosie is actually uh, directly related to, uh, to the Black Plague, and that there were these little rose-colored rings that would appear on people's skin when they attract or when they, uh, you know, got the Black Plague. Uh, and then, as they were dying, people would stick, or when they die, they would stick posies, which are little flowers, into their pockets to try to mask the scent of the decaying flesh. And then we all fall down was basically people dying. So we all know the song "Ring around the rosy pocket full of posy ashes, ashes. We all fall down. Bodies are being burned as well. Hence the ashes uh, to try to get rid of the stench and put people to rest. Well, it looks like that myth may have been debunked. So again, coming from IC Sedgwick. uh, In this case, uh, Ring Around the Rosie supposedly is actually just a complete farce. Uh Stephen Winnick makes an excellent point that the first direct link between the rhyme and the plague only dates back to 1951. Extremely recent. Uh, even the folklorists who repeated this link uh were unconvinced uh that is the link between the plague and the ring around the rosy song. Uh, It is not surprising. Of course the symptoms such as the sneezing or the rash present present differently in bubonic plague uh, than to pneumonic plague, uh, which is where the rings tend to come from yet adherence to the theory stretch the rhyme to make it fit the theory. Winnick also points out that the rhyme didn't appear in English until 1881 which is like a long time after the uh, the play goes like 400 <laughs> years uh, 5 500 years um so yeah. it's unlikely that a rhyme existed from 1665 to 1881 with no record being made of it. On top of that, none of the late 19th century or early 20th century folklorists who originally collected the rhyme mentioned the link with the plague in any of their works. Some people claim that the rhyme dates back to 1347, to the 1347 outbreak of the Black Plague, yet David Mickelson points out that that were this to be true, we'd have a Middle English version of it as well, which we do not have. It's just a modern version. So, incidentally, both Mickelson and Winnick also note that the rhyme exists all over the world. Not all of the versions in other language can be made to fit references to the plague. Even other variations of the rhyme in English make no reference to the plague. So it's unlikely that the rhyme has anything to do with the plague whatsoever. Get the fact that so many people believe it does has become a form of folklore in itself, meaning that basically uh, this is something that Winnick refers to as meta-folklore or folklore about folklore, which is a new one for me. I haven't heard (laughs) of that one. Uh, But again, it becomes a fascinating example of what people chose to believe despite the evidence. And again, I'm victim of it. I'm just like these people back then, <laughs> like, you know, but it, it, you know, and, and it's interesting because it's, it's one of those things that I believed for years now or understood because it is so prominent in our culture to believe that ring around the rosy was uh, directed to toward uh, the plague. Now that's not to say that we couldn't make that, whole song about it but it isn't directly re- you know related it's something that was just made up uh, years 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 later Uh, like unfortunately a lot of our history
1: right well and I, I kind of came across that article or an article like it but I didn't read it because I'm like I, I, d- I don't know if that is the the legend I'm kind of looking for or anything so I kind of skipped over it, so I'm glad that you covered it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I I think we both were kind of taught that that was what was what the the ring around the roses was all about was the Black Plague, and uh, from from my understanding, the the posies were uh, people carried them and and kept them close to their face so that they okay didn't smell the death or it was a way to uh, uh, deter getting the plague.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, and and again, you know, that that's one of those things where the truth just kind of gets lost. The time, uh, right? You know, there there's there's, there's history books out there, uh, but none of them that are necessarily <clears throat> diaries of what happened. So we don't have like a day by day idea of what happened with the Black Plague. We don't know exactly what the first i don't know if we know what the first case is i don't know i'm sure it's recorded somewhere that's something i haven't right. looked up so maybe i'll look it up in my free time just for fun yeah it's pretty sad it's like oh i'm going to look up the black plague stuff for fun because it's fun <laughs> to see about all oh, this disease and death well i mean it's history <laughs> you should be
1: learning something <laughs> <laughs> um well the last thing i found um was about vampires now I didn't realize how far spread the vampire legend goes, but uh, China, India, Greece, uh, the Slavic area, Romania, Czechoslovakia, and Transylvania, we know those ones. Um, But I didn't know that um, India had a legend about it. I I might have known that Greece Greece did, but uh, China one was kind of interesting, and I'll get to why I'm bringing this up. Um, but in China, their vampire um, cannot stride into the room where, like in the European version, you have to invite the, the, the vampire in. Um, they can't leap, lean against a piano and they can't swirl in an evening cloak. Uh, this vampire also hopped like a rabbit and um, they, they they still hopped To get to their prey. Um, In India, um, it's more of a a spiritual thing. Um, Some of them are immortal spirits of those whose bodies were improperly cremated. The vampires came in a variety of shapes and sizes. If the hapless victim inhales or swallows one, it lodges in his intestines like a parasite and feasts on what might pass through. In Greece, Vampires are unique because they are vegetarian vamps. The, undue, the undead were generally nice guys who came back to help out their friends and families. Since they were primarily bean eaters, they were there was no blood-sucking problem in Greece. And then we all know the uh, Romania, Transylvania, Czechoslovakia area of Count Dracula and Bram Stoker's legends um, about Vlad the Impaler. Now, how that relates to the Black Death. Um, A lot of things were going on during the Black Death, and they tried everything to cure this, which included drinking holy water, burning clothes and linens, and quarantining. So what do we do as humans? We come to the most logical conclusions. It must be vampires and witches that are doing this to us. Um, So they would dig up and burn... uh, vampire, uh, sup- supposed vampire corpses, and then, uh, during the night, and then burn witches at the stake during the day. Um, but, uh, as a last resort, others killed cats and dogs, as Eric said earlier, never realizing that the Black Death resided on those animals in the form of the fleas carrying the plague, which, again, went to the rats, and the rats carried the the disease with the fleas. So interesting one. And and we've talked about this a couple of times, but um, part of the reason they would burn bodies too, is they would see blood seeping out of the mouth or out of uh, the pores because of the black death. And that automatically made you assume that it was a vampire because uh, blood should not be flowing unless this person is dead or uh, alive or undead. So,
0: right. True. That's absolutely true. Um, you know, in, in the vampire theory, obviously there's so many myths regarding the vampire over the years, depending on where you go, um, you know for for the US is pretty straightforward for the most part. You know, we, we have obviously the blood sucking vampire and we have the psychic vampire, and then we have one that's kind of in between. Now, usually these days, at least in modern culture, the the uh the undead vampire doesn't exist. People don't typically believe in it, they just simply believe in human beings that are very much alive who like to drink blood for they one identify reason or as another. a vampire. Right. Uh, that goes back to like Elizabeth Bathory, who was very much a real woman alive but she uh, happened to slap one of her uh servants uh maid servants, and she drew blood and it landed on her hand and as she wiped it away she felt believed that that spot of skin where the blood landed looked younger than the rest of her skin that threw her into a killing spree and would regularly kill her servants or st- kidnap young girls and bathe in their blood hanging them supposedly above a bathtub and draining them uh, by the throat or the wrists uh and yeah yeah (laughs) 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 don't think i need to continue with that one
1: did you have any other legends that you came across
0: no, I mean, not really. The, the The last thing that I had was, uh, which isn't, I guess it's kind of a legend, but it's, of course, m- more broad in terms of the hauntings that seem to exist nowadays, uh, especially in Europe because of it, uh, because of the, the, the plague and the amount of deaths. Uh, one in particular is the myth of the charter house plague pit. Uh, the belief is that the charter house, uh, which... <clears throat> Oh, where was it? Where is it located? Uh, it's, it's in, it lies between Clerkenwell and Smithfield, which is just north of the city of London. Uh, there were supposedly were plague pits created there where they would just throw bodies in and then either burn them, you know, or just cover them up and hide them. Uh, to this day, Whether or not these plague pits were legit or not, nobody really knows. Uh, It's more of a secret and was supposedly uncovered in March 2013. Uh, There was allegedly a rife with plague pits. Uh, Research revealed that the Charterhouse skeletons that they found dated back to 1348, uh, to the 1348 outbreak of the plague, uh, an outbreak that obviously decimated London's fledging population. Uh, And this part of London lay outside the walls of the original medieval city, uh, along with a whole range of other plague pits. So there is belief that these skeletons were because of the plague, and it was actually used at the time as a plague pit. Now, to this day, people supposedly can walk by and sometimes hear moans or coming from where these plague pits were. Uh, There's also been uh, reports of seeing people walking across the grounds. Uh, You know, so so there's, obviously in this case, there has some sort of haunting supposedly. Uh, And it would make sense. I mean, a lot of people died there. It's very similar to, Uh, to savannah georgia in the americas right uh the entire city is pretty much a burial ground uh from the civil war and various other uh wars but it's when you have that many dead there's going to likely be some sort of haunting going on there due to either just people who aren't at rest spiritually or due to the negative energy that exists because of how horrible it all was and tragic. Uh, But it's something that, you know, again, it's, it's history and the hauntings are here to stay.
1: It kind of makes sense, though, that, I mean, something this horrific would cause hauntings like that.
0: Mm.
1: Because we've talked uh, numerous times about um, how horrific deaths can cause a haunting, um, especially like we talked about, this was, I think, not too long ago, about uh, um, residual hauntings and it being a timestamp on reality. Right. Right. Um kind of like going to a Civil War uh battleground and hearing <laughs> the gunshots and stuff like that. Gunshots and stuff, yeah. Well, I think that's about all I've got, unless you have anything else.
0: Nope, that's all I've got as well.
1: All right. All right, folks. Uh we're gonna go to a quick break and we will be right back with Paratrooth Radio.
0: What's up everybody, and welcome back to Paratooth Radio. My name is Eric, and I'm Justin, and we are talking about the myths of and the myths that were created by the black plague uh in during the fourteenth century. Now there has been a lot of myths debunked or uncovered here, uh some of which were true and some of which were well enlightening, I guess yeah uh, <laughs> <clears throat> what is I mean, what's your what's your takeaway? And I know we've we've talked about the Black Plague quite a bit. I think just over the years in conversation, not necessarily on truth mm. but although it has come up. But after today, what what is your your takeaway in terms of either the myth or just you know what had happened during the plague? Anything
1: that humans will always try to find a unlogical scapegoat to blame something like this on
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: um the i had never heard of pesta before and after after looking it up and doing the research i, I was baffled i was like really like somebody tried to pin it on like this witch type um being to, that the plague was it was caused by it, or or she brought it or whatever um, I was just I was baffled it was it was so weird to me
0: yeah 100% agree that that was a a different one and of course I mean I I feel like there's some commonality between some other witch-like entities out there uh, but Mm -hmm. nonetheless very much different and new for for us Uh, you know for me I I, obviously I I have to say it's definitely the ring around the rosies that kind of just the whole ring you know ring around the rosy thing just kind of (laughs) I literally just shared that story like a week ago. <laughs> and now, and now I you have to go back and say it was a person and make like, look I'm I'm sorry, but I, I, I fed you false details. Um let me correct it. So yeah. <laughs> I had seen I had
1: seen something um I think it was a couple of years ago about how the the rings had nothing to do with the Black Plague, but the I think you called it the, the the pneumonic plague, not the bubonic mm-hmm. plague. Yes, I'd yeah. seen that part. Yes, mm-hmm. so um, but it, yeah, it as you've said about like numerous things, it, it's the game of telephone,
0: right? It really is, you know. And there's there's really nothing uh, that you can do about it. It's just. You, you you deal with it you you learn later that you are wrong and yeah <laughs> <sighs> anyway
1: you live you learn at least we we know now that we were wrong
0: <laughs> that is very true that is 100 percent true
1: <laughs> so are you going to go back to that person and say i was wrong
0: yeah, thankfully it's a <laughs> girl that I'm dating, so it's very easy to just be oh, like. Hey, I kind of had a feeling. <laughs> remember that time I told you the story a few days ago? I promise, I I'm not a liar, but I lied. Apparently. <laughs> and make sure internet. you share the the <laughs> article
1: with me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. I swear it was.
0: It wasn't me. <laughs> There's these idiots who spread stories that are false that I believe because I'm gullible at times. I, I honestly feel that we had kind of learned that in school, though, too. No, you're right. It, it, it's one of those things. I mean, I'd like to know, if, actually, every, guys listening, ladies, uh, if you had that same belief that ring around the Rosie uh, was connected to the plague, hit us up on any, anywhere you can hit us up right here you can you, can, you know on our, on our website you can comment on this uh, audio youtube facebook instagram email whatever just let us know uh because you know i'd like to not feel like the only idiot on earth at the moment maybe this is a mandela effect it could be it was part of the black plague and it changed because a butterfly flapped its damn wings so technically, it's probably a butterfly effect. Well, that's a butterfly effect, not the Mandela I just effect. Said, Two totally I just different. Said, technically, it's a butterfly effect. It affected everything and created a. Mandela Somebody went back in, in the time. <laughs>
1: what? Somebody went back in time and changed something. So it's the butterfly effect, not not the Mandela. Yeah. You know what
0: they did? They went in the past, and instead of killing a butterfly, they decided not to kill it, and it flapped its wings, and <laughs> it all freaking changed. So <laughs> technically, it's a butterfly effect, because of a Manello effect, or vice versa. I'm confused now. So,
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, like Eric said, I would love to hear your guys's thoughts on any of these legends because, um, like I said, the Petra thing was some Pesta. I'm sorry, was something new to to me. Um, the, the vampire thing was obviously something we've talked about and I just wanted to bring it up because we have talked about it in the past. Um, but on top of all of the, where Eric had talked about, you can go to our website, website, sorry, and left, leave us a voicemail. Um, kind of like iHeartRadio radio has started doing and a lot of radio stations are saying, you know, leave a voicemail on the iHeartRadio radio app, um, uh, which I should start checking that as well. So I don't know if you guys have been leaving voicemails on there as well, but you can do that as well. And I will start looking those up too. Um, but the website, if you listen from our website, you can leave a voicemail right there. Um, yeah. Anything further that comes to mind for you?
0: No, sir. I think that's about it for me.
1: All right. All right, folks. Um, we got a lot of great stuff, as always, coming up for Paratruth Radio. Eric's working on a guest. I'm looking up some guests. Um, some different topics rolling around in my head as well. So uh, a lot of great things coming. Uh, make sure you're checking Evergreen Podcasts and uh, uh, KillerPodcasts.com. Uh, make sure you're checking out Paratruth.com and all of our social medias. But until next week where you will find us same time same channel my name is Justin and
0: I'm Eric peace